Justin. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Jono. Thank you, Justin, for being good sports. Thank you this morning. You'll never want to see a Terry Towling nappy again. But we'll leave that. Right. They've made something. Now it's our turn to, to make something. So you should have been given two pieces of paper when you came in, a white one and, and a blue one. And we are going to make a ninja star. And the instructions are all going to come up on the screen. And once we get to a certain stage, I'll just, I'll just move us on. Now, it starts easy and gets complicated. So the first job is to kind of take the white piece of paper and the blue piece of paper and fold them like this. And then if we, we move to the next slide... And then the next job is to fold both sheets down in half. If we go to the next one. And then you've got to fold the lower half of, of both sheets, the opposite of the upper half. So if you're not sure each time, just look at the kind of the pictures. And then you turn both, paid, both paper over so they match the positions as shown. So this is where you almost kind of need a bit of space so you can see what's going on. And then after that, there should be one move to make. Tuck the lower flap into the other packet, into the other pocket of the top sheet. And you've then made your kind of four-point ninja star. Right, you need your ninja star a bit later. Or some of you will need your ninja star later. So we'll use that then. The reading can be found on page 335 in the Pew Bibles from 1 Kings, commencing at verse 32. King David said, Call in Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada, when they came before the king, he said to them, Take your Lord's servants with you, and set Solomon my son on my own mule, and take him down to Gion. There shall Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel. Blow the trumpet and shout, Long live King Solomon. Then you are to go up with him, and he is to come and sit on my throne and reign in my place. I have appointed him ruler over Israel and Judah. When the time came near, when the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon his son. I am about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong, show yourself a man. And observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in his ways and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and requirements, as written in the law of Moses, so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go, and that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul, you will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. 
Now you yourself know what Joab, son of Jeruiah, did to me, and he did to the two commanders of Israel's armies, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jetha. He killed them, shedding their blood in peacetime, as if in battle, and with that blood stained the belt round his waist and the sandals on his feet. Deal with him according to your wisdom, but do not let his grey hair go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillai of Gilead, and let them be among those who eat at your table. They stood by me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And the next reading is from Matthew chapter 3, commencing at verse 13. It can be found on page 967 of the Pew Bibles. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You'll need this ninja star in a minute. But before we do it, let me tell you an, an old story. This is a very old story. It's from February the 23rd, AD 155. And it's about a very old man who was dragged into the Colosseum. And when he was dragged into the Colosseum, this very old man who was called Polycarp, all he could see around him were these people. And these people were chanting these words, Release the beast! Release the beast! Release the beast! So why don't we have a go at that? So come on. After three, one, two, three. You're not excited enough. You're going to see someone's flesh being torn apart. You're excited about this, so let's have a go again. Come on. Release the beast! Release the beast! Release the beast! Because that was what it was like. And this frail old man was there. You see, a few days beforehand, he'd been tracked down by Roman bounty hunters who'd been searching for him because Polycarp was a bishop. He kind of dressed in purple, maybe, in those days. And he was a very old man. But when he saw these Roman bounty hunters, he didn't try to run away. Instead, he welcomed them into his house and he cooked them a meal. And as a result, because of that, they wanted to show kindness to this old man. And so they said to him, they said to him, listen, you can have one dying wish. What is your one dying wish? And so he said, I want to be able to pray for an hour. It's said that those who heard his prayers, 
Their lives were changed forever. But they still had to take him to the Colosseum. And so there's Polycarp in the Colosseum with all these chants saying, Release the beast! Release the beast! Release the beast! And the next voice he hears is a voice from the skies. The voice says this, Polycarp, be strong, play the man. Polycarp, be strong, play the man. And the Roman proconsul, if you like, that's the Roman general. He kind of comes in and speaks to Polycarp and pleads with Polycarp and says, swear by the genius of Caesar. Swear by the genius of Caesar and you'll be, live, you'll be able to live. Polycarp says nothing. So the Roman proconsul pleads again. Swear by the genius of Caesar. Revile Jesus Christ and I'll let you go. And then Polycarp said these words. For 80 and 6 years I have served him and he's not let me down. I'm not going to start now and let him down and blaspheme against the king who saved me. So the proconsul led Polycarp to the centre of the Colosseum and announced to the crowd, Polycarp has declared himself a Christian. Polycarp has declared himself a Christian. Polycarp has declared himself a Christian. And so the Colosseum crowds are chanting for the releasing of the beast. But for some reason, the proconsul decides instead that he won't release the beast. Instead, he will nail Polycarp to a stake, burn him alive. And so they take Polycarp to the, to the stake and they're, they're kind of just about to nail him to the stake. And Polycarp just says to them again, Listen, the God who has enabled me to withstand the fire will enable me so I don't need the nails to be tied to the stake. And then they go to light the stake. And as they light the stake, Polycarp prays this final prayer. I praise you, Father, that you have counted me worthy to die in this way for Jesus Christ. And then this strange thing happened. The fire engulfed him, but kind of like the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Daniel, it didn't consume him. And there wasn't the smell of burning flesh that wafted round the Colosseum. There was instead the smell, the sweet smell of frankincense. And that many in that Colosseum who'd been chanting, release the beast, release the beast. Their lives changed forever and became followers of who Polycarp was following. Be strong, Polycarp. Play the man. Ten centuries before that, another old man said to his son, Be strong, act like a man. If you like, the king was David, Israel's greatest king. The son was Solomon, the wisest man, we're told, who ever lived. And when 
David made Solomon the king. It was one of these times where there was just real problems in the land. Lots of tension. Lots of upheaval. Because a number of David's sons had tried to make himself king. And so what David did was he took three of his band of brothers, if you like, three of his most loyal friends. And he said, go and make Solomon king. Let's see if we can remember who those three men were. Who was the first one? He began with a Z. Zadok. Zadok was the priest. You see, Zadok is still famous today. He's still famous today for a piece of music that for 300 years, every British king and queen, when they're crowned king or queen, his music is played that recounts Solomon being king. If we're younger, we know the theme for Zadok the priest because it's been adapted to play at every Champions League football game. Zadok was the priest And the priest carried the ark, which was God's presence on earth. Then there was the second one. The second one began with N. Who can remember what the second one was? Nathan. Nathan was the prophet. Nathan was that prophet who went to see King David and challenged him. When he'd done some things with Bathsheba that he shouldn't have done and against Uriah, her husband. Nathan was also that prophet who went to see King David and said to him also that there will always be a descendant of yours as the Messiah, the Jesus, the Christ, who would come. And then there was the third one. He began with B. Can anyone remember his name? Benaiah. Benaiah, well, we know less about him. But what we know is this. David must have trusted him a lot because he was the captain of the king's bodyguard. He must have been really strong. A really good fighter. And he was, we're told, one day he went down into a snowy pit and killed a lion. So there was, if... Zadok was the priest. If Nathan was the prophet, Benaiah was the protector. He protected David at all costs to his own life. And so, David says to Solomon, be strong, act like a man. What does that mean 20 centuries later? In a world of loads of cultural confusion around gender. What does it mean to be strong and act like a man? And this is where Zadok, this is where Nathan, this is where Benaiah help us. Not so much in their names, but in the roles that they played. The priest, the prophet, the protector. You might want to write on each of your little stars if you've got it. The priest, the prophet, the protector. You see, what did David say to Solomon after he'd said those words, be strong, act like a man. He said, walk in my ways. Observe everything the Lord does and walk in the Lord's ways. In other words, that was the role of the priest. And if you're, if you're a father here, if you're a man, this is the task of the priestly role that you all have. 
to go and bring the Ark of the Covenant, if you like, the presence of God into our families wherever we go. That's the role of the priest. And then David says something else to Solomon. He says, go and do this so that God's promises can be fulfilled. And that's the role of the prophet. Because as as fathers, the, the prophetic role that we have been given is to pray for God's promises to be released in our family and in our our children. And then the third one is the role of the protector. You see, because as fathers, the role is to be that one that judges equally between justice and mercy. That isn't too unjust, but that isn't too soft either. And you see, if you're thinking, well, I don't want to be a man anymore. Or I don't want to be a father anymore. You see, you might be thinking that because this is a high calling. And you see, the only way that anyone can ever do it is if you have heard the words from the sky that says, you are my son. I love you. With you, I am well pleased. Be strong and play the man. Because those words change everything and enable any of us to live as priests, prophets, and protectors in our families. Let us pray. So what I want us to do, if we're a father today, is I want you to stand as we pray. It doesn't matter whether your, your kids are here or not, whether they're, they're young or old. And as, we, and as we pray, what I want God to do is Reveal to you. Where does God say to you, be the priest? Walk in my ways. Maybe we might want to pray, Lord, help me to bring the presence of God into that situation that in my family. Or where does, where does God want to say, to you be the prophet where does God want you to pray for God's promises to be fulfilled in your family and in your children or where does God want you to be the protector where might God be saying listen Be a bit more merciful. Or maybe be a bit more just. And where might you need to hear those words from the sky? When it says, you are my son. I love you. With you, I am well pleased.
Or as another translation puts it, you are my son, chosen and marked by my love, delight of my life. So in the silence now, ask God to reveal to you what it is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.